Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our topic discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So let's not get it confused. Uh, Republicans and white nationalists and their ilk will rail about or, or, or that uh, because a conspiracy to, to work with the Russians uh, or with Russian agents uh, was not proved beyond uh, the standard Mueller set for prosecution doesn't mean that it is not implied uh, by the known facts. Further, Russian uh, uh, aggressive efforts to both infect uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, 2016 elections and to help Donald Trump win it is clearly proven uh, by the information that we already know and by the words of Vladimir Putin himself, who said, yes, we were trying to help uh, Donald Trump win. And it was released just <laughs> right, just 24 hours ago. Uh, it is proven that the Russian agents uh, offered to help Trump and that Trump's agents were willing to accept that help. What is not proven is that the help actually got from them to the Trump uh, uh, forces. That part of, of the circle is not closed. Uh, but the fact that the Trump people were willing to accept the help and that the Russian agents were offering the help, those two facts are not uh, in dispute. Trump was engaged in uh, negotiations to build a Trump Tower in Russia uh, up to the uh, very day of the uh, November 1st uh, of two, or the, the no, November 2016 uh, election. What would you have thought about Donald Trump and his candidacy if you had known uh, during the 2015-2016 period that the man who was running for president of the United States was also running for uh, building a uh, gambling tower uh, and hotel complex uh, in the Soviet in Russia? What would you have felt about that? How would that have affected your uh, idea of voting for this man? Uh, it is proven that the Trump election crew and his administration have an uncanny number of criminal opportunists uh, that have been identified. Uh, 37 uh, indictments uh, have come out of this investigation. Uh, what is there here for Trump and his allies uh, to feel uh, proud about? So, Take, uh, 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 I said, I, I take. Uh, let me just let me just say this. I'm, I'm going to take my thought for today uh, around this theme: What happens when integrity dies uh, in the leadership of, of the United States? Uh, and I just, I, what I wanted to say a bit uh, earlier: the assertion that Trump was uh, investigated 
more than what you've been hearing, that Trump has been investigated more than any other president in the history of the United States. That assertion is belied by the fact that uh, Hillary Clinton was investigated for several years over the Benghazi incident, which she had absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, and this email incident, they're still trying to raise uh, investigations uh, 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 with uh, Hillary Clinton over that, uh, 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 that issue. But as I begin my discussion, I refer to an article written by Alfred McCoy uh, entitled How America Will, Will Collapse by 2025. This is in Salon Magazine, written, written actually in uh, 2010, uh, literally six years before the election of Donald Trump. McCoy's article predicts that the demise of the United States as the leading economic and political power in the world uh, by the middle of this century may occur uh, as early as 2025. Uh, he said that the ecology of power is so delicate that when things start to go truly bad, empires regularly unravel with unholy speed. Uh, he talked about the unraveling of Portugal when things started to go bad there. It took about a year uh, for that to take place. Uh, he talks about uh, two years. The Soviet Union started to unravel in 1989. By 1991, it was gone. Uh, in France, although it didn't uh, come apart completely as a country, uh, France's position in the world dramatically uh, dropped over the course of an eight-year period. The Ottoman Empire, in an 11-year period, it fell apart. Great Britain began to lose its uh, uh, position in the world over the course of a 17-year uh, a period. And if you take 2003 as a starting point, we'll explain that in a second, what McCoy's article suggests is that 22 years later, 2025, we will be actually observing the fall of the United States from its place, its perch, as the number one economic and the number one political power uh, in the world. I say 2023 because history may in fact record that the Bush administration's rash invasion of Iraq in 2003 as the, is the start uh, of the downfall uh, of the United States. It is more likely than not that the visibly clear fall of the U.S. from its leading perch in the world will come relatively quietly uh, through invisible kinds of things uh, that, that cause economic uh, collapse and cyber warfare as the successful Russian uh, uh, cyber assault on the 2000 uh, U.S. elections attest. Available economic, educational, and military data indicate that when it comes to U.S. global power, negative trends will aggregate rapidly, and by the time we reach 2030, they will likely have reached a critical mass. And the position that we have held since the end, uh, well, I, I even say even the start of World War II, that position will have been eroded uh, by the time we get to 2030, 2035. The U.S. National Intelligence Council admitted the transfer of global wealth and economic power underway roughly from west to east and without precedent in modern history are the primary factor in the decline of the United States relative uh, strength, even in the military realm. And the point is that we did this ourselves by electing officials who passed laws enabling U.S. firms to reduce uh, their taxes dramatically, uh, to use uh, tax credits to, to, to move companies overseas. 
the this, this is the price that we have paid uh, for hiring people that have appealed to uh, American nationalism and white nationalism and allowing that to drive uh, our elections through this Tea Party and its evolution uh, in the United States today. Under current projections, the United States will find itself in second place behind China, already the world's second uh, largest economy in economic output uh, by the uh, uh, the end of the, the, the uh, 2020s decade and behind India by 2050. Uh, similarly, Chinese innovation is on a trajectory towards world leadership in applied science and military technology sometime between 2020 and 2030, just as America's supply of brilliant scientists and engineers seems to be uh, 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 abating uh, in, in terms of having a, a high density of highly educated uh, scientists and engineers to take place of those that are retiring now. Ordinary Americans already know that their core manufacturing jobs have largely gone overseas, aided by the accelerated depreciation schedules, reduced capital gains taxes, and lowered income and corporate taxes and investment tax cre credits approved by the elected officials that have been hired in this day. Even the purported leader of, the, of our country, Donald Trump, has asserted that Americans will have to get used to uh, hourly wages closer to those paid in uh, low-wage countries like China, India, and Indonesia. Uh, they know that our country is already in decline, uh, and current politicians have gained favor uh, with the voting public by identifying visible minorities uh, to blame. The world has changed. Those with Real money see themselves as world citizens with little or no obligation to the American state. They have hired elected officials who have made their move to global citizenry easier with little concern for the damage they have done to America. Uh, that's my premise for today's program. Let's get us going with our calls. Uh, is it Tony or John first? It's Tony. Oh, oh, there we go. Hey, Tony. All right. I couldn't see from where I was looking at. How you doing, Tony? Fired up. Fired up, ready to go. And ready to go. First of all, how many times have I told you or told the audience what Khrushchev said? That they, the United States will be buried from within. Yep. That's exactly the premise of the article you just read. Exactly. Khrushchev, 1980s, told us this. We didn't believe him. I believed him. Yep. I believed everything he said because he saw the greed that was in this country. He saw it when he came to visit. First of all, also, the premise, think about this. The premise of the Trump administration is based on, is to see how much Trump can get away with mm -hmm. and how many lies the hollow man can tell without any pushback. He, sat, he was on the, white, on the lawn there yesterday telling a whole bunch of lies, including that ISIS was defeated. Yep. And our own generals have said it hasn't happened yet. You, and by the way, I, how can you defeat an idea? There you go. How that, do you defeat this idea? That's why this has gone on since 2003 without a bait, because you can't defeat an idea. Nope. And these people of ISIS just moved from one place to another, and they're in, the, and they're in Latin America and, and Africa and, and all these other places. Yep. They, they just move, then they cause havoc. The president met with the Brazilian president. Remember that mm -hmm. on Wednesday yep. or Tuesday? Well, guess what? As of this date, 
the 23rd of March. We do not have an ambassador in Brazil. Isn't that interesting? No ambassador in Brazil. I checked this three times to make sure. And that not only is in Brazil, but we don't have ambassadors in Chile, Egypt, Egypt, Libya, Mexico. We don't even have an ambassador there. Can you believe that? There are 18 countries that no ambassadors have been appointed. Yep. How are you going to do business with the Brazilian president when you don't even have an ambassador? How can how can you have a way of organizing a foreign policy uh, with a country if there's nobody to head the organization of that policy? That's not going to be done by the mail. Somebody has to be there uh, to develop these policy frameworks with. Yeah, and in case anybody wants to check that, check what I'm saying out, you can just go and dial the uh, uh, check it on Google. They've got plenty of information there. This is very disturbing to me. This same idiot that we have as a president is recognizing the Golan Heights to be Israeli property. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's a, he's he's breaking international law, which Don't he seems not to that? care about at all. He, 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 he breaks American law, so of course he'll break international law. First of all, I'll give you the exact U.N. resolution. Mark it down. 497, dated 17 December 1981. That resolution did not grant Israel or the Palestinians or anybody to take that land. Not only that, he's destroying our relationship with Europe and uh, and the United Nations and could care less. He could care less. And also, by the way, he's breaking the Geneva Convention by allowing Israel to take that land. Yep. He's he's breaking international law. And guess what? The idiotic person sitting there trying to ask him, well, how can you do this? And he just says, I'm not talking about it. This man is evil, period. I mean, his his whole philosophy, like I said to begin with, is I'm going to do whatever I can and get away with it. Now, this Mueller report, a Mueller report, you don't need the Mueller report to see the connection between Russia and the and the campaign of Donald Trump. Right. Look at the people that have gone are going to prison. His national security advisor, Flynn. His campaign manager, Manafort. There are a whole line of like 13 of his people. If you went and looked at the cabin that he has, you got people like Alex Acosta, who is working for him, who did illegal things as attorney general in the case of Epstein. These people are crooks. How about the guy that's occupying uh, uh, these other positions of high cabinet ranking? They're a bunch of crooks. I mean, this is the most crooked administration that I can remember since Grant. So you have a crooked administration. Right. You have a crooked administration and you have a guy who is the president of the United States who lies nine or ten times a day every day over the course of the past 751 days. Uh, and and the, the thing that's so crazy is he attacks other people for lying when lying is the core policy of his administration. Well, guess guess what he's doing now again? 
coming out of Mar-a-Lago this morning. He's trying to reinstate the uh, Hillary Clinton uh, server thing in Congress. And not only that, he's attacking Obama for Fast and Furious this morning. But you know what? Fast and Furious was not started by Obama. Right. It was started by George W. Bush, uh, the R- Bush the second. Right. He started that whole thing and threw it in the lap of Obama. So you see, what you have is a solely insecure, narcissistic human being who is only secure when he controls everything. So the and real issue what? is is the American people who support this fellow. And knowing all the things that you just said, they still support this fellow. That's really what the issue is for our country. How do we address that? That's that's where the rubber is going to meet the road. Yep. And uh, last point, he promised jobs in the Midwest where they where his Russian allies took votes for him that got him the election in Wisconsin. The point is, is all those jobs are going to go away. And what does he come back with? I'm going to force the company to, uh, to like to Ford or other companies to put 500 new jobs and lose 2,000. Yep. I, I don't understand how the American people can put up with this dictator. He is nothing more than a dictator. Yep. I, thank you. All right. Thanks, Tony. Let's take our first break and then we'll get John from Lockport on the phone. So if y'all stick with us, we will send us out of the break here at Think Again. Think Again. Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. I'm here with Joseph Dispenza, president of the Forest Lawn Cemetery and Crematory Group with another segment of Ask Joe. Answers to your questions about cremation, burial, or anything Forest Lawn. Joe, this week Jim from Tonawanda asks, I'm a veteran and I plan to be cremated. What are the most affordable burial options in your cemeteries? Jim, first, thank you for your service. Your question is a timely one because at Forest Lawn we recently introduced a brand new, very affordable cremation burial option exclusively for U.S. military veterans and their spouses who wish to be cremated. It's our Forest Lawn Field of Valor Annex. In the Field of Valor Annex, cremation burial can be purchased for only $500 a space. With this burial option, all U.S. military veterans are entitled to a free lawn-level granite marker which is provided by the U.S. government in recognition of the veteran's military service. And each year, every veteran's grave is decorated on Memorial Day and Veterans Day in tribute to the brave men and women who sacrifice so much 
for the freedom that we all enjoy. Thanks, Joe. If you have questions about cremation or burial or anything Forest Lawn, just give the team at the Forest Lawn Group a call at 885-1600. That's 885-1600 or go to forest-lawn.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. All right. Maximum, maximum, maximum shout out to the UB Bulls. Women's team and the men's team both won their first round games. Uh, it I, I can't tell you how excited you know my wife and I were uh, watching it. Although it was kind of odd watching both games at the same time, we're kind of running from one channel to the other to um, uh, to keep up with the games. But let me get back to our subject. Rather than building an economy based upon meeting the needs for goods and services made for Americans by Americans, even if the cost for those goods goes uh, goes up, these global barons have sucked much of the life out of the economy through stupendous income inequality and then use that income to build an economy for themselves independent uh, from that of the United States. There is a funny principle about chickens. This will be my last point before I get to our callers. They always come home to roost. The predatory politics of this nation aligned with the predatory business practices of U.S. corporations enabled by the elected officials of this nation and the members of the voting public who elected these officials, those are the chickens. The declining position of our nation is now the roost. Let me grab uh, uh, John in Lockport first, and then we'll grab Ron, and we'll grab Frank. John, how are you doing out there? Pretty good, Nathan. All right. Um, I, I disagree a little bit with your uh the uh, article that you quoted, I think the destruction of uh, America started under Reagan. And uh, if you look at what happened, to the, he destroyed the middle class mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with the reduction in, in taxes. And uh, he was a tax master. He taxed us, he tax, put 11 new taxes on the American public, and all that went to the top. Uh, you know, all you have to do is follow the graphs from Reagan on, you see the middle class basically went nowhere mm-hmm. after Reagan, and the top 1% just skyrocketed. Um, now, I, I, part of that was the fact that uh, he destroyed the, tar- the uh, unions. And uh, as far as tariffs go, tariffs were, uh, have been installed or installed much too, much too late. Uh, they should have been installed back in the 70s, probably, to protect the unions. Uh, even today, Germany, I think, has 80% unionized, and they find they found a way to protect their industries um, because of their because of their unions. Um, but now it's it's almost the the the, uh, uh, the tops off the bottle now, and everything's out. So it's it's almost a waste of time to to try and put up tariffs to try to protect any of our businesses. Um, the other thing too, this country was built on education. Um, and, and it still is the most important thing in this country is education. And now you're seeing that that's being assaulted because of the cost of higher education. It's almost now now they're saying that it's it's almost um, a waste. Uh, you know, you you never get your money back uh, after you invest in education because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. 
and but I really think it was Ronald Reagan who destroyed this country. Well, I think you're right. When when in fact we've talked about this. If you study what happened from 1979 to 2005, you see this extremely uh, rapid accelerated growth in income inequality over that time period, which reversed uh, trends that were taking place from the end of World War II up until 1979. I think you're absolutely right. We hired somebody like Ronald Reagan, who was a champion of the business community and and the the wealthy in this country, and he executed policies that, that, right, remember the the Michael uh, uh, Milken trickle-down, you know, uh, uh, economics? Well, that was Ronald Reagan's uh, uh, philosophy. They lowered taxes and, and created these investment tax credits. They reduced uh, uh, the time period that you needed to uh, 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 de- uh, depreciate pro- uh, properties and so on. And they created, you know, this this uh, 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 vacuum of money going up to the top. And that money was then used not to improve business in the United States or expand ca- uh, uh, capital uh, uh, enterprise in the United States. That money was used to uh, send our businesses over to countries that paid, you know, six cents an hour you know, for, for, for their uh, 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 labor. And then Donald Trump tells us uh, that a couple of years ago, he says that the American auto worker is going to have to get used to making $15 an hour rather than, you know, $30, $35 an hour because that's what's going to be necessary to compete, you know, with uh, right. India and so point. on. Yeah, that's the point I'm, I'm t- making about the it's, – it's almost too late to institute these uh, tariffs now. Uh, it should have been done years ago, and to protect our our uh, in- industry, our businesses. But it it never was, and since then it's just gone. To how many how many unions are left? You know. Yep, I think you're absolutely right, John. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk next week. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks. Uh, let me grab Ron in Chitawaga first and get his thoughts. Ron, how are you doing out there? Uh, it could be worse. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about something that nobody's in the mainstream media has been talking much about. And I think, frankly, it's the scariest and probably the worst thing that Trump's done since he's been in there. Uh, On March 14th, he made a statement that was eclipsed by the fact that the next day, which is ahead of us by, you know, 12 hours, almost immediately, he had that uh, Christchurch massacre. Mm -hmm. On March 14th of 2019, he uh, made a remark that basically said, the people on the left are gathering all this uh, publicity now, but my supporters love me. And uh, if the left's going to go too far and my supporters are sitting back, uh, they're going to have problems. I got the army on my side. I got the police on my side. Yep. And he, he brings up the bikers for Trump. And these leftists are going to get hurt real bad if they go too far. Things would be uh, bad, very scarier, bad. That was his, his words. That's scarier right. than the Russian collusion accusations. That's scarier than the corruption that we know is involved in a lot of this stuff. That and it got almost no publicity in the mainstream media. Is, is that a call to arms? Like if he, if the House continues to investigate, or if, if he, if from his standpoint, God forbid, he uh, uh, doesn't get reelected, is he going to have a call to arms yep. to have his people yep. start, you know, coming out of the, the, the rural areas, going to the cities, start killing people? Ron, Ron I, mean, I have I mean, the quote. I have the quote right in front of me, and he was responding really to the idea that he might not get reelected in 2020. And his response to that was, I have the support of the police, the support of the military, the support of the bikers for Trump. I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough until they go to a certain point, and then it would be very bad, very bad. What in the world is that supposed to mean? I know. That that scares me more than anything he's done so far. 
It really does. Because is that? Remember that remark? He said it was a joke, but that's the remember the remark he made in 2016. He he said uh, uh, they asked him, "Will you expect the?" Uh, 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 the uh, 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 the results of the election, right? And he said, "Yeah, I'll prospect the results of the well, election as long as he would." I, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is this is scary, scary stuff, man. I'm telling you. And and no, I didn't see it reported. I he he quoted it was quoted on a uh, one time on MSNBC, and then the, the leftist talk show hopes there, Mike Malloy's and the, the you know people on the internet did, mentioned it and it kept repeating it. But almost everybody else ignored it. Maybe it was because the news cycle and say it was Christchurch was grabbed. The headline well, I saw it got said. It. it got said on on uh, NBC. I saw it once. It got said on MS, M, M, MSNBC. Talked about it for a couple of days. Uh, but you're right. It this is the problem. Trump says so many horrid, lying, uh, duplicitous, uh, 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 unconstitutional oriented kinds of things every single day that if you report on what he said yesterday. You're going to miss what he's saying today, and if you report on what he's saying today, it displaces what you were talking about yesterday. And he just, he just does this so. It's got to be a deliberate, uh, uh, a plan on his part. He's got to know what he's doing, and well, and he's getting away it, with it. Who was it said? I can't remember. Some business type made a remark. Uh, was it one of the Cokes or was it Mercer? Said a few weeks ago. Said you know the, the best, the great thing about Trump is that he's a distraction. Mm-hmm. When he makes statements, the media gloms onto it and says, oh, he said narrowly, he says nasty things about McCain, or he says nasty things about this one or that one. And, and behind the, uh, the scenes, we can manipulate things and, and do things that are advantageous to us without anybody knowing, because the right. media doesn't cover it much. Right. That is exactly what I think is going on. Yeah. And, and, one other thing right. here. You mentioned very early about the decline of, of the United States and education, and, uh, you know, I still think, and nobody, this is a, nobody wants to take them to task for it. Evangelical Christianity, 90 million or plus people really have the idea that science is evil because it can refute and destroy the literal interpretation of the Bible, mm-hmm. and therefore it's not to be trusted. And of course, that not only. Uh, uh, you know, destroys the belief in ed- science education. Kids don't want to go to, in many parts of the country. Kids don't want to go for science education because of the fact that they, they've been, you know, brainwashed into believing that science is evil because it's secular and it, it denies the, the biblical literalism and that type of thing. But also, it sets people up for this idea that don't confuse me with the facts. My leader says, be it Trump or one of these evangelical Christian leaders, my they know better hang the facts, hang science, hang rational thought, uh, that uh, we're, we're just going to believe this because it's true, because we know in our hearts it's true. And what's so interesting about that is the people who they elect, they themselves don't have a clue about uh, the Bible, Christianity. Uh, they, they, don't even know, they don't even know the words. When Trump tries to quote something, he gobbles up whatever it is he's trying to quote because he, he never actually uses those words. He's just making something up on the spot. You know, and so on. Right. So they elect people who are not Christians themselves, but who claim that they are, you know, avid supporters of evangelical Christians. And then they do things that are the exact opposite. What's going on in Yemen? How can we be a part of a process of bombing people into extinction? Uh, There are cities over there that used to have 300,000 people in them where there's not a single second story left on a building. And most of the first stories 
are just completely emaciated. It, it looks like, you know, when you had those massive uh, uh, tsunami type of waves that come across the, you know, the ocean, like 35, 40 foot waves, and they just knock everything over. That's what Raqqa looks like right now. We have hundreds and hundreds and uh, of thousands of people who can't uh, feed themselves right now. They can't even get uh, uh, food aid into these countries because of you know the practices that are going on there, and we're participating in this by being the ones doing the bombing. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. About they'll point to Old Testament, they'll point to Joshua, and they'll point to you know uh, he and and Joshua went in on to such and such a city and did kill all that were men and beasts and everything that grew. And you know they'll so they, they use the, the that's the problem with not doing higher criticism. See, they reject the rational process, and part of that is higher biblical criticism. What did that mean at the time? Why was it included in the Bible, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Uh, so they reject all that, and they'll if you do that, you can grab it. You can prove almost anything out of the Bible if you reject higher critical analysis of, of Scripture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Thanks, Ron. Right. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Let's grab Frank and get his thoughts. Frank, how are you doing out there? Oh, yeah. Trump and his army old-timers sealed our fate when he handed the, the clean energy, smart grid technology Invented in the USA, mm-hmm. he handed it to Tommy China. There you go. And while China is well on its way to a bright energy future, 20 years from now we'll be a third world nation shoveling coal and hauling ice. We, we invent that technology and made it economically feasible to use, and then we attack the, the uh, uh, further growth of that technology, taking away tax credits and all that stuff. China doesn't do that. Ch- China takes its national money and uses it to build a solar, uh, a, a solar economy. Instead of us doing that, we, we, take, we, we take taxes away from, uh, 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 from people and we defund uh, solar technology, even though we invented it. So now we're in a situation where because we're getting uh, uh, fuel out of uh, or energy out of fracking and so on, and that's allowed us to reach a point where from a natural natural gas uh, and oil production capacity, we're now the number one producers in the world. We, we behave as if that insulates us, that we don't have to uh, keep moving towards a non-fossil fuel uh, energy-based society. This dog is only going to hunt just so many more years. We have to move to a non-fossil-based uh, 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 a fuel economy, we have to do that, not only for our economic livelihood, but for our ecological, you know, livelihood. This is yeah. just absolutely insane, Frank. I mean, what do we have to do to get people to get their arms wrapped around this thought? Well, you have to uh, open your minds. You know, we have to rebuild our aging infrastructure anyway, so why not do it with the Green New Deal in mind? Right. I mean, That's you know, in, 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 instead of, you know, it's so funny, but they take away, they take out of the Green New Deal those things that they think are socialism or, you know, whatever they, they, they think it is. And they make these big issues about the tangents. The Green Deal is not about that. The Green Deal is about you have to move from a fossil fuel based uh, 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 energy production economy to a non-fossil based a re- renewable energy uh, uh, economy. You just have to get that done. You have to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide and methane that we're putting into the atmosphere. Period. This is not something that we get to argue about. I mean, 50 years from now, 
we're going to be paying a price that cannot be paid. If, if, if that makes sense, the, the, the bill that it, that we're going to have to uh, uh, pay to undo the damage that we will have done 50 years from now, we're not going to be able to pay that bill. There's not going to be enough money in the United States to be able to pay that bill. We're going to collapse as a not just us, but the whole world is going to collapse if we cannot reverse the amount of uh, uh, carbon dioxide and methane that we're putting into the atmosphere. Yes, you know, if I can make a little comment about the Mueller investigation, Please. it's over now, mm -hmm. and, you know, that and $4 will get you a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, all the time Democrats invested in MSNBC, CNN, Rachel Maddow, Russia, Russia, Russia narrative, and what did you get? Nada. Yep. Now, now, now think, Nathan, if those precious broadcasting hours would have been spent addressing the vital issues of our day. You know, like, like Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard, for instance. You know, they spent the last two years working hard for workers, higher wages, Medicare for all, the environment, anti-war, and breaking up the big banks. You know, everyone's whining about election meddling. But Tulsi Gabbard was the only one to try to do something about it with her bill securing America's Elections Act of 2017-2018, mm -hmm. H.R. 5147, which, of course, was killed by the GOP-controlled House at the time. But, but my point is, you know, don't waste time with the hate Trump campaign. That didn't work in 2016. And, you know, and God forbid we played the clip. Clinton campaign and the DCCC for running one of the worst elections in, in modern political history. You know, that would mean all those silver spoons would lose their jobs as highly paid uh, political consultants. Mm -hmm. You know, better to blame Russia for the 2016 loss, Nathan. You know, I mean, real progressives already knew Trump would escape prosecution. I mean, if, if they didn't Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld in prison for the 2001-2008 corporate crime wave and, yep. and war crimes. and You know, hardly no one should be behind bars. And, and Nathan, prosecutors didn't need Russian collusion to get Trump if they really wanted him. Trump is a walking, talking crime wave. Right, right, all day, every day. But Frank, you make a really, really good point because Trump was so bad as a human being this would his the campaign leading up to the November 16 campaign would have been the best time to focus on things like uh, climate change, focus on things like uh, uh, fossil fuels, focus on things like income inequality, banking reform, you know, things. In other words, focus on the things that you wanted to occur as opposed to focusing on him. He would have just become like this shelf of crime and opportunism out there. And you would have had a lot of room to talk about positive, progressive stuff without a whole lot of blowback you know, from the public because they'd spend so much time trying to defend the uh, craziness of, uh, of Donald Trump. We missed our window. Um, and I, I don't know if we can get that window back, but we got to be focused on what we want, not focused on just what we don't want. If we want to be able to build a uh, consensus, you know, in the public that they can get behind. Well, Trump University, money laundering, 
the Trump Foundation scandal, mm. you know, all the lawsuits against the Trump family for not paying workers and discriminating against minorities in their buildings, 755-plus days on the golf course. And, 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 Nathan, I think I mentioned this before, just wait until conservatives find out Trump and Kushner are selling new technology to the Saudis. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> right. He, right. He should be in, in a private prison right now. Nathan. Can you imagine if a Democratic president was even in a, uh indirect, indirect, indirect way uh, involved in uh, uh, selling uh, or enabling the selling of nuclear technology to a Mideast power like Saudi Arabia? Can you imagine if that had been a Democratic uh, president or even not even the Democratic president, just any Democrat period doing something like that? They would have been calling for tires and feathers and, and, and rails and all kinds of stuff, you know, to prevent that from occurring. So you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, that's why I'm voting for Sanders Gabbard 2020 for a government of and for the people, Nathan. <laughs> all right. Now- all right. So uh, what is uh, Frank's organization? Is it uh, uh, Democracy Democracy Justice or or, or Justice Democrats? I think it's Justice Democrats, but go Justice Democrats. Uh, Let me take our our, our last break, and then we'll get John in Rochester on to give him a little bit of time. So if you all stick with us, we'll see you on the side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hi, this is pro hockey player Jack Eichel. When it comes to choosing a dentist in Buffalo, I needed to find the best. I asked around and the name that kept coming up as a top choice was Dr. Todd Shatkin at Aesthetic Associates Center. I trust my smile to him and so do my closest friends. Go where the pros go. Go to Dr. Todd Shatkin and his professional staff at the Aesthetic Associates Center. Call 839-1700 or online at drtshatkin.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520 
years of a clown. So I started today's discussion outlining the premise of what happens when integrity dies in the leadership of the United States. Despite the treason inflicted upon uh, America by the southern states in the Civil War, the vast majority of, of American elected officials were willing to reintegrate all of the treasonous members of the Confederacy to the body public uh, of the U.S. if they accepted the premises, premises of citizenship that were then in place. When Nixon and the Republican Party inflicted a criminal regime uh, on America with both the uh, Watergate scandal and the Spiro Agnew scandal, demonstrating that significant elements of the national Republican leadership were in bed with some of the worst elements in American society, there was enough integrity left among those Republicans to enable the process of impeachment to force Nixon to resign. Where is the integrity required today to take on a president who lies constantly, so much so that he is actually expected to lie to us? Where is the integrity among those elected officials who will stand up for expanding people's rights to vote rather than suppressing them? Where are the, Republican, the Republicans who will stand up and say, I am for reducing immigration, but I am not for locking up, uh, unlocking children in cages? Where is the integrity that says that lowering personal income taxes by 10 percent and corporate income, uh, corporate income taxes by 40 percent is self-inflicted destruction of the national economy, even if lowering taxes personally benefits me? Integrity is reflected in the vote recently taken. Well, I won't even go any further with that. Just that thought uh, I want to put out there. Uh, we've got John in Rochester up. Let me get John on real quick. John, how are you doing? Hey Nathan, I'm doing doing great. You know, it's gonna it's the year of Donald J. Trump and the Buffalo Bulls. Okay, let's sep- let's separate those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm with the Buffalo Bulls. You know, I've I've been in their corner the whole time. Right? Oh yeah, but oh, I'm yeah. not with Donald Trump. Okay, <laughs> right. So let's, so can I just ask you something? Real, let me ask you something real quick before we we, we go further, John. The uh, Mueller report. Do you think that report should be released in its entirety right now? I don't have any opinion on that. I, uh, Trump wants a release. Uh, I don't see any problem with releasing a report. Uh, I think uh, there should be, because it's, uh, uh, Mueller's a prosecutor, uh, I think the Trump people should have a, take a look at it first and be able to respond and put out joint statements on it. But uh, I don't have an opinion either way, actually. Right, because he could respond even if it's released. He could respond to whatever it is. I mean, he's the he's. I'm saying this because he said earlier this week that the report should be released and everybody should have a, you know, be able to take a look at it. And I don't have any problem with releasing the report. Now that yeah. the report is actually being released, see, because he said that when the report hadn't been released yet. Now the report is actually uh, 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 being released, and now we're hearing different words, you know, coming from Donald Trump. Now it's, well, we got to see what, you know, uh, uh, Barr says. We got to see what, you know, so-and-so says about, you know, is there any, any classified information here? Is there anything that might? Here's what they're actually going to talk about. If something in the, in, in the Mueller report puts shade on people who may not be indicted, but it's clear from the factual record that they were doing something that was disreputable. They don't want that to get out to the public because those people didn't get indicted. Well, that's a very high bar for releasing information from. Uh, Generally, if somebody commits crimes and there are other people that knew or were somehow implicated in the knowledge of the crime being uh, uh, committed and, and they don't get indicted, 
it doesn't change the fact that you still were involved. Uh, you were still a knowledgeable person about what was going on. To, to, to suppress that information is to suppress the very character of what it was that we needed to understand about what went on here in the first place. Clearly, there were people in the Russian camp who were uh, offering to do things for people in the uh, Trump camp. And clearly, there were people in the Trump camp who were willing to accept that information or, 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 or those offers. The only thing that's not clear is whether or not the benefit from the Republicans was actually transferred uh, to the Trump administration officials. The proof of that actual transfer of uh, information or value has not been uh, uh, proven beyond a, a reasonable doubt. But that doesn't change the fact that both sides clearly were interested in doing this sort of stuff with each other. And a whole bunch of other stuff was being done uh, by the Russians that is proven in the record, whether it was proven that it was done by orchestration by Donald Trump or not. Clearly, that stuff was being done. That's in the factual record. So if there's nothing to hide, why even talk about suppression? Why not just release the entire report? Well, well, Trump already said. I haven't heard what he has said recently, but or today. But I know he did say release the report. But I think, uh, like I say, it's it's been this report was done by prosecutors, and uh, so they're going to come from come across as prosecutors. And I think uh, maybe it, it would be justified to have the Trump people take a look at it and respond uh, on that basis. But either way, I agree with you; it should be released. But, but, you know, the thing I'm most happy about here is, uh, well, I shouldn't say happy because it's sad, the most uh, scandalous situation in our country's history occurred under the Obama administration is Justice Department, FBI, et cetera. That's coming out now. What's the scandalous stuff What's the scandalous stuff that the Obama administration did? The, the, collusion, the collusion between the Justice Department, FBI, the CIA, this is documented stuff right the, now. The collusion, between, you, the collusion between the Justice Department and the CIA with who? With each other? FBI, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the executive branch. Uh, and, and even <laughs> what's the, the, what's, what's the collusion between the FBI, and, the FBI and the CIA are supposed to, to interact with each other? That's they, their they, job. They, they were uh, uh, violating a... American citizen who was Donald J. Trump running for president of the United States, and they colluded after the fact with fake evidence on the FISA warrants. And, and they okay, ignored, now John, they see, ignored. see, John, 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 John. See, see, you start out saying that this is the most scandalous thing in the entire universe. It is. It's okay, now, 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 we've already this been, is, we've already been, huge. we've already this been down huge. the, we already been down the FISA stuff. FISA stuff. It's clear that. Uh, yeah, enough, inf enough information, right enough it's information, John, enough information was put before the FISA court for the which is a very high bar in that court for them to uh, uh, authorize. This is the, being investigated right now. It's, it's well, it, just because it's being lots of things are being investigated. It doesn't mean it, just that the and Republicans investigating stuff that doesn't that doesn't make it. That doesn't make it something true. John, John, talking over people does not make it make what you're saying. We're trying to have a conversation. I'm actually putting forth another thought. If you hear my thought, you can respond to what I'm saying. You can't just keep talking. Right. So I'm just saying to I'm just saying to you from the FISA uh, issue. Clearly, 
the FISA court received enough documentation to justify an investigation uh, and uh, uh, wiretaps and so on based on the information that they received. The FISA court has a very high bar that you have to uh, uh, clear in order to get the authorization from them to investigate an American citizen. Clearly, there were things that were being learned by the FBI and by the CIA that made them concerned that Donald Trump and others around him, including members of his family, were engaged in a uh, uh, activities where their priority was the interest of foreign countries as opposed to the United States. That makes them a risk to the United States. So an investigation is supposed to occur under those circumstances. Those are in the records. Those are the facts. What is scandalous about that? The scandal part of it comes with the, uh, the evidence presented to the FISA court was rigged by the Justice Department and the FBI. Okay. Uh, and and uh, this, this is where the dossier was paid for by the Clinton campaign. <laughs> the dossier it was, was, it was... It was ludicrous. It was false. It was contrived. But John, John, that, John, okay, just, just, just hold... hold, hold right I'm, with, I'm with you, but just hold, hold right there. Let's hold, let's hold right there. First, okay. you know, you, you, you keep throwing a lot of other threads out there. So the dossier itself, most of the, well, no, most of the dossier has, most of the dossier has not been disproven. The things in the dossier that are factual that you could prove or not prove have mostly been proven. So that's just not true. It may be that there are things that have not been proven yet, but the things that have not been proven yet have not been proven wrong. They've just not been proven one way or the other. The only thing that has been proven not to be true is the, or at least it appears not to be true, was the implication that uh, Michael Cohen had gone to Prague in Czechoslovakia uh, for some interlude, you know, with, with, with the Russians. It has not proven that that has been been the case. But most of the things that are in the dossier, number one, that are factual have been proven. Number two, the dossier was, yes, it was it was acquired by the Clinton administration in their uh, candidate uh, 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 research. But the dossier was actually begun under a contract with the Republican administration. When the Republican when Republicans were trying to find dirt on Donald Trump, they're the ones that commissioned uh, 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 that dossier, steel dossier in the first place. And then that got uh, 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 taken over by the uh, 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 taken over by the by the Democrats. So. Let's be clear with, 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 with and, and not be so loose, you know, with the facts. But where did you get the information yeah. ab, ab, about the uh, FISA material being uh, uh, faked? Well, where, where'd you get that from? Uh, Greg Jarrett, who's a constitutional attorney, and Dean Bongino, who is a former Secret Service agent for Obama, they, they've done a lot of documentation on this issue. And there was collusion between the Justice Department, Bruce Orr, Glenn Simpson, and uh, uh, Christopher Steele, who put together this dossier. And there's uh, there is proven collusion between the three so of them. So if, if I go online and I look up... To the FBI. Right. If I go online and I look up Greg Jarrett and Dave 
uh, Bongino, I'll be able I'll be able to get this information. So I'm going to look this up, John, and so we can report on this next week. I appreciate that. I got two more calls. I got to get in before the uh, end of this hour. Uh, let me get Kevin, then we'll get Mark from Buffalo. Kevin in Pendleton, how are you doing out there? Hey, yeah, yeah, you know you definitely, man. Look, I know uh, two weeks ago there was basketball, man. It weren't on, and uh, you know you're talking about folks getting security clearances and stuff that won't qualify to have them. Uh, okay. During your last show, right? Um, you know, but let, let's listen. Did you also mention the fact that the Clinton Obama administration was also giving security clearances to people who should not be getting it? I know that that there were people that Obama had uh, brought into his administration who he learned things about after they had been brought into his administration that he thought were not good. And he had those people not only lose their security clearances, they lost their jobs uh, in his administration. We're talking about people. We're talking about people like Jared Kushner, who were already being investigated before they got a job in the in, in the White House because of their clear okay. foreign interests that they were that well, they were involved with and they were denied a security clearance for over a year but were still being allowed by the president to sit in on top sec- uh, 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 secret meetings where, where top secret information was being uh, uh, discussed in those meetings and sitting in on presidential briefings on on whatever the highest clearance uh, 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 classified stuff is he was allowed to sit in on those meetings that's what we're talking about and the, clearly this has been proven to be the case I mean what what, what are, what's the argument here okay I'm sorry I lost Kevin there all right well uh <laughs> we got 30 seconds. Let me grab Mark in Buffalo. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, that's all you got to do is uh, check out the Fox lineup tomorrow to <laughs> okay. find out if uh, if those two guys were on. That's where we got the information. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. We go to Sean Hannity. Huh? Yeah, check right. the Fox lineup. That's yep. and and uh, policy through nepotism. Exactly. That's pretty good. Uh, policy through nepotism and, and tweets. And, you know, I th- Reverend Wright said uh, the chickens that come home for roost. And I think when, when the country the, co- the uh, fell apart when we allowed a president to be assassinated before our eyes. Right. And then King and then, then, uh, then Malcolm. And I then mean, we took brother. it as if it was something that, you know, it's a bad thing, but, you know, this stuff happens. And, and, and okay, Barr, Comey, Rosenstein, Ray, FBI, all Republicans. What yep. do you think was going to happen, right. folks? Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, man. So, yeah, I want to keep talking about this integrity issue. And I know it's it's tough, you know, for people to hear it, but we have to have this conversation. They have to have it openly. And for Democrats, don't spend all your time griping about things that you are, are mad about. Let's talk about the things you want to see done, because that's what's going to get the imagination of the American people ginned up. That's what we really got to do. Thank you all for supporting us and listening to us here at Think Again. We'll see you all next week. Think again. Think again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.